0: out. we are definitely going to lose our mind because this is our second broadcasting because we put it in the wrong group so we are back at you again january 4th 2021 2020 out of here dodgers out of here everybody but before 2021 out of here uh zoom out of here for now until we figure this shit out. <laughs> but uh Dong City episode number 42. Welcome back, Rob Vince. How are you gentlemen doing? Oh man,
1: new year. Lots of changes. Including oh, yeah. this,
2: like you said, uh Zoom remains on deck for now. We have switched over to a different platform trying to bring you some new features in the new year. Including, by the way, we are live on YouTube, which is oh, yeah. different. Um, so yeah, YouTube and Baseball life at the same time we're expanding our horizons. Uh Henry, welcome back. You have returned to us with less hair.
0: Yes, absolutely less hair. I'm checking my other screen to see if we are indeed live in Facebook. Yeah. Okay, that's a good thing. I have less facial hair. I figured if I can't lose weight the traditional way, I'll go to it this way and maybe I'll <laughs> lose a few pounds this <laughs> way. So it could be a couple
2: ounces based on your
0: I, I am getting not so rave reviews on, on the new haircut, which is just uh more fuel to make me keep it longer, but who knows?
2: Yeah, look, I uh, I went down on the facial hair, too. I, I'm tired of looking like a Civil War soldier, and um, I I we're going to start a new trend this year. The 2021 Dong City, less facial hair. By the end of the year, beards will be a thing of the past. That's what
0: I, I'm don't saying. Know if, I don't know if I'm willing to go that far. My beard has been my signature look for quite a bit, so I'm not sure if, if I'm ready to commit to that, but uh, week one, let's see.
2: By the way, in case you have never been to our YouTube, uh, it is Life Group Podcasts. That's the channel page. Obviously, we would like for you to join us in Facebook Life or Facebook as always. Live. <laughs> um, but That's all
0: we feed is another another one. Facebook Life. I like that one.
2: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just an all-inclusive life of the Life Groups. Yeah. Uh, we've got Rob there <laughs> in the little screen. This is maybe my favorite feature immediately. We have Tiny Rob. Uh, yeah, you? we got we, we have Funko Pop, Rob. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
1: <laughs> I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Thanks for asking. Happy New Year's, uh, to everyone. Yeah, happy- Rob,
2: that's
0: a pet peeve of mine, Rob. It's New Year, it's one new year. There's no S, <laughs> uh, it's
2: <a> bad habit. <laughs>
0: Sorry, that's a pet peeve of mine, um, but yeah, it's happy new year.
2: This, uh, it feels like that Ninja Turtles bad guy where there's like the bad guy within the other bad guy's stomach. You know what I'm talking about, Rob? Crank? Yes. <laughs> yes. <Yeah. laughs> you are that to me right now.
0: Once you <laughs> said Ninja Turtle, I knew Rob would know exactly who <laughs> you <thought> are. <laughs> yeah.
2: As long as one of you gets my references, I'm content. Yeah. Um, yeah, so thank you for joining us. This is Dong City. We have a lot that happened in the last two weeks, which is really nice because... This baseball offseason, nothing's happened, so this was a nice change of pace.
0: It was nice, and it wasn't because it waited till the week we were off to, you know, for things to start happening. And I'm like, Jesus Christ! Once we don't have a show, then starts shit starts popping. But we'll take it.
2: Yeah, it was, of course, like two seconds after our last show was when everything went down. So let's get into that first. Um, the Padres busy. They've basically dominated the entire winter so far. Um, rebuilding their pitching rotation, essentially, oh, yeah. they had two front-end arms. They get Blake Snell and Yu Darvish, and we can we're going to dissect this a million ways. Um, starting with you know the trade itself, but also the Cubs were involved, the Padres were involved, the Dodgers were kind of inadvertently involved, even though there was no one involved in that trade. They had their own small little trade, and obviously the Rays were involved. So, yeah. Henry, why don't you give us you know your initial thoughts on the trade, and then we'll kind of go from there.
0: I love it. I think the Padres show what you can do when you feel the major league team when you have some money and when you have the build up capital of prospects. So when you play the game of having all three and not just one. This is what you can do. You could turn those prospects into, you know, win now guys as they did uh, in the the trade deadline when they went and acquired uh, my man pothead. uh, uh yeah, Mike Clevenger. Then you know he got injured, and then they went ahead and they got Darvish. And then they're not playing, man. They're going for they're going for the jugular. If I'm the Dodgers, I, I get it. You're you're coming off of a high of winning the World Series, but the Padres is on that ass, man. That's one of the most exciting teams in the game. They they on that ass, and, and they're using their prospects correctly. They're getting a nice veteran piece in in Darvish to add to the you know front end, you know front to middle end of that rotation. And I really, really, really like what they're doing with their rotation. They're just plugging guys in there that they're gonna have not just for one year. their Their rotation is set up for you know three to four years. So I really like what they're doing there.
2: Yeah, this is not saying anything away from the Dodgers. that are defending champions, and regardless of what some people in the group say, they are defending champions, and it was perfectly legitimate. Um, but this is like a worst nightmare if you're a team that just won the World Series, <laughs> like your yeah. your big division rival plays in the same state as you, goes and they like go, you know, they're immediately on crack and make the two biggest splashes so far of the winter. And they really might end up being the two biggest splashes of the entire winter when all said and done. Um, Blake Snell, they get essentially, you know, they gave up a couple of good pieces. But like you said earlier, this is how you work a farm system. Like Absolutely. the Padres have a few core pieces in play. We saw them make the playoffs last year. They know this is their window opening. This is, you know, any comparison you want. Yankees in 2017, White Sox probably last year as well. You know, when that year one happens and then year two, it's up to you to make the big move. Well, they've done that with Snell. They give away some of their prospects. They still have a strong farm system. They didn't give away their top prospect, you know, Mackenzie Gore still there. And then they go and essentially get a salary dump from the Cubs on you. Darvish yeah. didn't give up much at all for that. They take on a salary. They're in a position where they can. This was a team that, you know, they get Manny Machado. And they basically said, hey, we still have money left. And now they're using that money. So now they've got Darvish. They gave up very little in the way of assets for that. Um, and here you go. You've got two starters to add to already a good rotation. And you've got Clevenger coming back next year. So yeah. strong what,
0: what was key for me is that they did all that and they didn't touch their two highly touted pitching prospects. And, and so I know everyone's on Mackenzie Gore. But you know, I really, really like Ryan Weathers, and they didn't give up either guy. And so I'm like, wow, they have guys coming, and that rotation, you know, you move Lamette, Dilson Lamette to what the fourth spot now. Chris Paddock to the five. I mean, that's yeah. pretty damn nasty, man. Those are those guys, you know, big arms, you know, big speed, big power, and they're, they're set up for a while. They're they're set up for a while. So I yeah. I, I really like what they did. This is smart managing this is how you set your franchise up now they capitalize on the momentum they had in 2020 they are going for the jugular they they know who they have to chase they still got some money to spend you know and and to their credit they've been doing it for the last couple years you know when they went out and they made a couple big deals people were like what the hell are they doing and now you see it all coming together and it makes sense that this is a star that we thought he was you know we whatever you thought fernando tatis jr was gonna be he's been better than that so Yeah, I love it. And
2: probably faster, too. And yeah. the thing that's great is that Lament to me, is an ace in the making. I, you know, he hasn't, he hasn't put together that magical season yet. Yeah. The last year was getting close. Um, and now you've got, I, I think you're going to get a year or two out of Darvish before maybe he starts to decline, is 34. Um, Snell is, to me, he's a number two on a World Series winner. So he's number one on most teams He's yeah. number two in a World Series winner So he slots nicely They have four legitimate guys Who on any given day can shut you down And that's really all you can ask for in the majors And they, by the way, have a fifth guy Who's coming back next year And then they have like two or three other good pitchers yep. And some farm talent Who can turn into an ace one day So they're and set. Then,
0: not to mention until we do adopt full DH The NL lineups will be weaker So keeping Darvish in the NL is pretty damn big
2: yeah, yeah, good move all around for the Padres. Now, from the Cubs' standpoint, we'll attack that trade, the Darvish trade first. Like we said, they didn't acquire a whole lot. I thought they were at least going to get like a Cronenworth type, where they'd get like a useful major league piece. They didn't
0: get any. Oh, the rumors were that they would get Cronenworth. They got nothing
2: back. Yeah, you know they, they, they got, <laughs> laughed, at at they
0: got yeah. laughed at. They got laughed at what they got.
2: <laughs> right. Uh, terrible trade, and this is why it's terrible. It's it's not terrible because you salary dumped Darvish's contract it, look this offseason is what it is most teams like 28 of them are probably not spending um, yeah. we get it whether you agree with owners hoarding money or not that's what they're going to do post COVID um, they lost revenue whatever it's going to be a glacial we said this last time it's going to be a glacial movement as far as off-season talent goes and a lot of these guys are probably not rio muto sticks out most of all not going to get the contracts they might have thought they were no. three months ago
0: he, he's not we had this conversation in private
2: yeah. uh <laughs> he may get half of what he was looking for i man.
0: i think the mets dealt a major major blow to his market so
2: yeah so so that that's the first thing that we want to throw out there now the cubs want to dump money um i don't think they i don't think they reset the cap yet that might be something that's that they're looking to do right now right before the cba expires yankees doing the same thing but ultimately with the cubs they dump salary i get that payroll flexibility always nice job darvish isn't going to be an ace by the time they're good again in my mind so i don't even mind that darvish is gone but my problem is cubs don't have a farm system still and now you just traded your best asset in a salary dump, which <laughs> I I mean, this. these are the types of players you have to get something back that's cost-controlled or you're just going to be treading water forever. This is like stuff the Mariners would do, and that's why they haven't been good for 20 years.
0: Here's the thing I personally like about this trade. It sets the market for that type of pitcher. Again, it just reset that market. So GMs like Brian Cashman are licking their chops to say, okay, if this is the value for you Darvish type, I'm going to go trade and not give up my big guys.
2: Yeah, uh, and that's that to me is where the Cubs drop the ball. I've seen some Cubs fans defending the trade. Hey, we got payroll <laughs> flexibility. Can't, you can't
0: defend good. this trade. This is a shitty, shitty, shitty trade.
2: This is the inverse of what Henry and I said about when the Mets acquired Stroman. Is, yes, I get it. Stroman in a vacuum is a nice addition to that 2019 Mets team. And that 2019 Mets team... Wasn't terrible, but they also it was very unrealistic. They're going to make the playoffs, but you gave up assets, and they aren't. It doesn't exactly. matter if those assets pan out or not, it's the fact they're assets that could have been used for something. Absolutely, more that's what this is with the Cubs. It's not that you traded Darvish, it's not that you got rid of his salary, those are two things that are fine, but it's that you've got nothing towards your own rebuild, and that's not fine. And yes, you can use that money, but what are you going to use that money on? Probably yeah. something like you, Darvish. So, what did you really do? Nothing.
0: Yeah. Well, re- remember when the Cubs won the title, I said with, if you don't stay relevant, you don't stay on pace to keep doing it, you're going to go through this phase right here. And with that winning comes this knife in the back right now, where now they feel holes because we only got one chip. Right. Because if you just traded Darvish, you might as well trade Bias. You might as well trade Bryant. There's no reason to hold on to them
2: yeah and that's the other thing that kind of makes you
0: not yeah you're not re-signing any of them long term you might as well trade them and right now you're getting laughed at by baseball because you just made a shitty trade for a really good pitcher
2: that's that's what would make me angry today also if i'm a cubs fan is you are half-assing this right now if you are the cubs to like now the window's closed you don't trade the ace of your staff and then also say hey we're going to try and compete for a world series Maybe they can win the Central because the Central is just not very good. With the Reds also trading off and the Pirates never good yeah. and whatever, that doesn't matter. You have zero, zero, zero chance of winning the World Series this year. Zero. There's nothing. There's no best case scenario where the Cubs win the World Series. So what are you doing? You, you have a core that's getting older. Chris Bryant is going to be a uh, is going to go into a walk year. He's in a walk year. Baez had declined last year. His value is less now than it was mm-hmm. years ago. So what did you do? You could have either won the World Series. 20, 2017, they go all in and they screw it up. And 2018, you're already declining as a franchise. They didn't choose to re, to rebuild. Now you're in a situation where you have to rebuild and they're still not doing it.
0: Not to so, mention, they didn't even tender a contract to Swarber, who I still think had more value than what the money he would have been paid is worth.
2: Right, <laughs> what a show! You said about like five million on or seven million on Schwarber. It, yes, re
0: them, work out an arbitration deal, and then trade them if you're gonna. You might as well get something for them.
2: They are going about this the wrong way. And look, there's plenty of winter left. There's a lot of teams who have their book unwritten. Again, Yankees one of them. They have done next to nothing except mm-hmm. extend first You meant,
0: you mentioned the Reds, and I don't know what yeah. the hell they're doing either. They they have the talent, and they're just like, oh, let's trade everyone and retool without doing anything.
2: Yeah, it's a classic. This is the thing. The Reds got too big for their britches last year. They knew it was an all in year. They went, they treated the winter accordingly. They got hit by COVID, and they also were a complete disaster as far as going all in goes. I mean, you don't go all in and then not score in the playoffs. (laughs) So they did not, they didn't execute that. And now they're in a situation where they've got a bigger payroll than they want. They lost revenue more than they wanted or counted on. And, they're they're panicking essentially. Is, is now,
0: now, now you're going to see the owners who are full of shit and the owners who are really about it, right? Because we've been hearing, you know, we're lost. We've lost money. We've lost money. Well, now now you're gonna now you're gonna see what happens. Free agent market is absolutely don't you know the meme with the dude with the stick do something? That's yeah. like all fans yeah. to baseball right now. Do oh, something.
2: Yeah, yeah, and it's and that's it's not just just the Cubs, but the Cubs to me got worse, whereas yeah. everyone else is shredding water. Um, so. And I I get
0: it. Look, I get Darvish is one expensive and two old. But he's coming off a year and a half that he's doing this. So if you're going to sell high, get something back. They got nothing. At least, let me rephrase that. They got what looks like nothing right now. You know how these things work out. Four years down the road, someone that was a throw-in ends up being the stud of the deal. But right now, on paper, that looks like a horrible deal.
2: Yeah, not not good off the bat. Now the Rays, another team involved in this, they're the ones who traded Snell. Um, they got some talent back. I, I'm a little surprised by the return, but I think it was solid. Uh I'm only surprised because the Rays usually just outwardly win trades. And so, this one was like a good yeah. one. <laughs> it, it wasn't great. Here's
0: the thing, I don't I will never knock the Rays. The the they made a bad trade for Jose Martinez and they quickly corrected that. Mm-hmm. Um I trust their scouting department, man. If, if they got the guys that they wanted to get, I'm going to say that those were the right guys until yeah. other, otherwise proven.
2: And now this is the thing. And we kind of saw it with the Astros last year. We're seeing it with the Rays here. The Rays go to the World Series and lose. And then rather than load up on that, they're doing a very Rays thing, which is basically rebuilding after they lost the World Series, even though they don't have to. Yeah. Like They could have easily brought Charlie Morton back for another one-year deal. just like I
0: didn't Rays. get that move either um did they offer him uh did they offer him um the contract why am i drawing a blank the uh Q O. yeah i
2: don't know that's a good question rob find out if uh charlie morton got a qualifying offer charlie morton's a weird cat because he's kind of like kuroda was for a while with the yankees where it's like retire or one-year deals Yep. And what surprised me is I figured that was a sweetheart deal with the Rays, but it's not. Instead, he took a one-year deal to pitch elsewhere. So Morton's gone. Snell is gone. The guys in the Padres acquired a talent, I'm sure, but they're not going to make a big impact in 2021. So now if you're the Rays, your biggest strength, uh, you just... You, you, know just you know what the Rays are going to do? You know what
0: the Rays are going to do? they're like, going to swoop in they're going to swoop in and they're going to offer chris archer a shitty deal he's going to take it and he's going to be good <laughs>
2: that would be the most pirates and Rays thing to that's
0: ever what's going to happen chris archer back to tampa bay book it
2: yeah uh, i can <laughs> totally see that but uh but yeah so i mean the rays have weakened themselves yeah. which the Rays declined Morton's option. So they weren't even going to risk that he'd accept the qualifying offer wow. is how how much they were not committed to spending on that.
0: Um, Which is crazy. You would think at, at the very least, pick up the option. You know, give give him a – Yeah, they get the – Well, it, what's, what was the option? Do we know the numbers on the option? What's that? Do we know the number on the option?
2: Uh, uh, well, it was, the, it was a qualifying offer, I think. Okay. Fifteen million. He was, um, uh, was,
1: was he was supposed to get fifteen million.
0: Fifteen um, come you know, on, let's than the qualifying offer. You gotta give him that. Yeah, yeah
2: that's true. um so, so yeah, I mean that—that that was just their line in the sand. They were not planning on yeah. spending for him. But you could have given it to him and tried trading him
0: and, and just, just a quick teaser before we came on: the power rankings came out, and them losing those two guys did drop them in the power rankings. So
2: yeah, and rightfully so. Look, I know the Rays are the Rays, but you just lost two thirds of your rotation basically because they have a lot of non-starters. Um, now they're going to make up for some of that with some guys. They still, running. the
0: Rays. they believe in run prevention first. Before anything, they believe in run prevention.
2: They do, but this doesn't help run prevention to give up two starters like that.
0: I'm wait. I'm going to wait to see what the rest of the winter pans out. I, I I don't. This Tampa Bay team, I don't. You know, I don't knock I them. Will, I don't. Count I them don't
2: out. think that they are by any means going to. You know, have a losing season, not make the playoffs even. I just think this makes them worse than they were before the trade. And they did it probably for long-term reasons, but you can't lose Snell and Morton and say that you've improved.
0: No, I I agree, but again... Yeah, winter's not over, and and these guys have a way of you know... This is Tampa Bay, man. They they have a way of just pulling it together and, and pulling something out that no one sees, so... Yeah, now remind know, me of, of Brian Cashman. You know how Cashman, you know how Cashman pulls out that deal that no one sees, you know, the, yeah. the, out of the blue that's what Tampa Bay usually does and, and they'll get another, you know, guy or two in that rotation and it won't be anyone that we thought about. Like I said, it'll be a Chris Archer type guy. And, and they'll, the way, we're,
1: we're
2: gonna they'll fix
0: him because, you know, now his ego is is drawn back a little bit, you know, his confidence is a shot and now they can fix him.
2: Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm sure they'll they'll do something before the winter. Just a very interesting start to it for them, and they're doing it in a way that, when you logically think about it, post-COVID, is something that the Rays were going to do. They're going to dump dump anything that makes money. Um, yeah. Morton was making the most. Snell was at $7 million. That's, like, the second highest on the team, so... And now Kiermaier is probably going to be traded for the same reason. So, I mean, it, you know, giveth, taketh away with the Rays system. This is the take taketh away part. Exactly. But, um... So, you know, we we assume they're worse. We'll have to see. Um, the fourth team involved in this, and they, they weren't involved in terms of, you know, giving up or getting anything, is the Dodgers. And only because the Dodgers are the Padres, or, you know, arch rival. We're going to yeah. call them. I know the Giants are, but the Giants aren't a threat to the Dodgers. The Padres are. Yep. And that kind of segues into our power rankings here as well. Um, now, the Dodgers lost Justin Turner. They're otherwise largely intact. They have got a very deep farm at all times. They piss excellence as far as guys coming up and producing immediately. Gavin Lux is already up there, hasn't even produced yet. I'm sure he will. Yep. So Dodgers, again, like the Rays, they get benefit of the doubt. They've just been good for a long time. They've produced for a long time. They're defending champions. They get all of those kudos. Um, But they are going to have the most formidable opponent they've had in that division. uh, Probably since they started being good. Minus the years of the Giants. Even the years of the Giants who won the World Series, which I think only 2014 overlaps, um, or 2016 overlaps. Even then, the Giants weren't a powerhouse. They just they they won, won the right.
0: so, They yeah. didn't blow anyone away. They didn't do anything spectacular. They just got to the playoffs and then handed in the keys to, you know, my man Mad Bum and said, drive.
2: Yeah. Now, here's the one thing I'm going to say. $20 million freed up from Justin Turner. Dodgers, obviously, a big market spending team. I don't know how much COVID is going to affect them because unlike the Yankees, they didn't blow their payroll out of the water last year. Not Um, yet. Yeah, but here's what I'm going to say about the Dodgers. You just saw the Padres get two front-end arms. Trevor Bauer's looking for a payday. I already predicted Trevor Bauer was going to go to the Dodgers. Now I'm doubling down on that. That's going to be their answer eventually whenever it is Trevor Bauer signs.
0: I still like Bauer to Anaheim. But, I mean, this could – bower to the Dodgers make sense. You know, it's that knee-jerk reaction. You got to keep up. Even though you're the champs, you got keep to keep up with the Padres, and they on that ass, man. Yep.
2: So, so – Hey, we yeah. got
0: comments, finally.
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Welcome, guys. Uh, those are the four – so those are the four teams impacted by those trades. Going to be interesting. Um, definitely going to be interesting to see how that all pans out. You know, the the Padres haven't gotten a return for Clevenger yet. You're hoping that happens next year. Ray's, this is the other thing. I'll, I'll shed some a little bit of shade onto the Padres. Ray's trading Blake Snell in general <laughs> after after limiting his his innings a lot in the last two years. Yep. A little bit of a red flag. I'm, I'm not in it, love with
0: it. Man. Is I, I agree with that. But that's kind of how Tampa Bay operates. They have this weird philosophy of trying not to let guys go through a rotation three times. Right. Um. It's not just now. They kind of do that with everyone. I think Charlie Morton gets a longer leash. Glass well, got so a longer long leash. It's very baby. Yeah. yeah. But but for the most part, you know, two times through the rotation and you're out, which is we saw it in the World Series and we saw what happened. They yeah, literally lost weird. the World Series because of that one decision. You can't change my mind. The Rays were going to win the World Series. Yeah. and. That one move, that one move, which is the move that got them there. I get it. You're gonna, you're gonna stick with what we This is this is where you lose, ana, you know, analytics crowd loses everyone else when that feel of the game thing doesn't happen because you feel that game. Snell's mowing him down. I don't give a shit if that's his fifth time through the rotation through lineup. I mean, he's killing them. You leave him out there until you you know you see warning signs, and he had none. So I think. Uh, after that, that marriage was, was headed in the, in the wrong direction. So,
2: Yeah, that's another good point. Uh, and we saw that, too. There, uh, the second Garrett Cole was left in the bullpen in Game 7 of the World Series, I at least knew he was not returning to the Astros. Yep. That was out of the question. Some people still thought he might. Uh, Payroll is the reason I didn't think he was. But when I saw that, I knew that relationship yeah. was over.
0: I never thought he had a shot at returning.
2: Yeah, I didn't either. There were some truthers though, I've argued with them in baseball life. Oh, who were like funny. swearing. Look, we
0: we have this new guy that's fucking driving me yeah. mad. He's a Dodgers fan, but does nothing but troll. Doesn't even make yeah. fun. like yeah. your team just won. You can actually talk real baseball and he's just
2: oh, look at the Padres
0: trophy case. I'm like, oh, you fucking guy. Yeah, that's how he sounds in my head. By the way, <laughs> right? Yeah,
2: we uh, yeah, not a big, not a big fan of. Low hanging trolling. <laughs> Michelle Carter
1: already said that they, she they most definitely does not claim him
2: as a fan of the Dodgers. That's my girl. Yeah. Already has been divorced from the franchise. Yeah.
0: Um, he's that guy that, you know, you kind of hit your head and you say, shit, he's one of ours, you know. Yeah. We don't have him, unfortunately.
2: So now, this power, the power rankings, like you said, just came out. And before we get into the rest of the offseason, we can jump into this. Uh, we'll jump into it because three and of And I disagree
0: are- with them already.
2: 3 of the 4 teams are listed in the top 10 that we just discussed. Obviously the fourth one who's not is the Cubs. But let's so we've got let's go down. You can give me your thoughts as we go. Number 1's the Dodgers. I, I think that that's fair. I agree. Yeah. I mean you're you're not dethroning the defending champs who sold the good farm system uh and win like 100 plus games every
0: year. I have no problems with the Dodgers being number 1.
2: Number 2 is the Padres.
0: I have no problems with that.
2: I don't either. I I think just that rotation alone and what we saw from what they could do offensively already, I think it's fair. Uh, (laughs) Number three is the Yankees. Fuck
0: that. Bullshit. (laughs) I'm sorry. I'm a Yankee fan. There's no way – for reasons that are not Vegas-related, that the Yankees are opening the season as the number three power-ranking team. I'm sorry. There's too many holes in the rotation. We don't know who's playing second base. We don't know who's playing shortstop. We don't know who the fuck is, which version of Gary Sanchez we're getting. We don't know, you know, if uh, Stanton and Judge is going to hold up for a quarter of the season, let alone the whole season. Too many questions for the Yankees to be three here. I'm sorry.
2: Let me make a
0: disc- Oh, wait. And Aaron Boone is still the manager.
2: Right. Let me make a disclaimer here. Uh, if you are not a fan of the Yankees, which is most people, this is the show to watch if you want to watch Yankees fans talk about the Yankees because we will not sugarcoat no. anything for this franchise. And never- you
0: will sometimes, but I definitely <laughs> uh, No,
2: I will not. There are certain things that I feel very strongly about. Uh, some of them, for instance, are that – when you have a team that hasn't had a losing record since 1992, you can't lecture me on how an organization's right.
1: <laughs> I,
0: so, like, I get it. And like you said, we definitely don't sugarcoat shit. We call the Yankees out for their bullshit. Yeah. And right now I'm calling MLB and whoever put these power rankings together because the Yankees should not be opening as the number three ranked team I at this moment.
2: completely agree with you. They should not be number three. And really, the team right below them is the Atlanta Braves. They probably should be number
0: three. I would go... Well, who's the fifth team? Because I disagree there, too.
2: The fifth team is the Twins. Now that we can get to, uh, the Twins just really shouldn't be in power rankings.
0: Good. So we agree. Fuck the Twins. So let's take the Twins out.
2: They should be 30th by default, no matter how good their roster
0: is. If I'm going to go with the top five teams going into baseball right now, this moment, January 4th, 2020. Without any additional moves. It feels so good to say 2021. It just, fuck, that feels good. I'm going Dodgers. I'm going Padres. I have a toss-up at three. I would go Braves or White Sox at three.
2: Uh, Yeah, I was going to go Braves, three,
0: White Sox. Either way, three, four. And I'm sorry, I'm still a fan of the A's. Healthy Chapman, you know, I'm, I'm a big fan of the Matt and Matt show. I get it, but. I'm going to um, go with is on the
2: trade market as an FYI. I
0: don't do not play right. with my emotions. I don't yeah. care how much we love uh Shella. What's his face? Look, you, I, I forgot the difference yeah. words. I don't care how much we love Gio I don't care how much we love Gio I would trade that motherfucker in a heartbeat trade value hive on Gio and go get Matt Chapman that's just me you guys know my love affair with this dude Best ba- third baseman in baseball I don't want to hear shit about Nolan Avernote and his overrated
2: ass I um I the thing about the A's, first of all, this is like the winter of teases because Luis Castillo has also been rumored to be on the trade market yep. and Francisco Lindor, and we love all three of those guys. And uh, and probably none of them will go to the Yankees. But no. now, that, that out of the way, um, I have the Braves three. I, I really have the Braves three because they're just more experienced. They did get closer to the World Series. Yep. They very nearly knocked off the Dodgers. Um, now, obviously, they're the Braves, so they're not going to win the World Series. That's a given. But they're a very strong team right now, even right now. And, th- and by the way, the Braves did a little bit of heavy lifting very early on before anyone did anything when they signed Drew Smiley. And I think they made like one other move. So um, they're in good shape. Definitely have the White Sox for. White Sox are like, that. you know, they're that seductive uh, young woman <laughs> who uh, just, you know, moving along in your life. I I really like what the White Sox are doing. Um, I like that they let a guy like Romine walk. <laughs> Things yep. like that are kind of underrated to me. And uh, yeah, I mean they're just they're. You ready mean
0: to go. you mean McCann? Yes. You said that earlier in the chat too. <laughs>
2: yeah, who did I say? Oh, Romine. Yeah, I because I, Austin Romine forever. I'll be like, that's the guy yeah. they should let go, and then they did. Uh, yeah, McCann, James McCann. <laughs> I, I'm glad they let him walk. That was a smart move. White Sox, I think, have earned the spot to be four. Yep. Um, I'd like to see maybe another contact type bet in that lineup. It's a little, a little Yankeesy to me. A little home run friendly, uh, yeah. home run happy, strikeout happy. But um, yeah, therefore, A's and Yankees at that point, then I'm kind of it's a toss up yeah. to me. Uh, Rays, like I said, I think got worse considering the Yankees lost by an inning. I, in a-
0: I don't I- know if they got as worse as the power rankings drop them.
2: No. No. So
0: let's keep going. So the Twins five. Real quick, before we continue, Ricky, I just want to respond to a couple comments. Ricky, we're showing the White Sox a lot of love, man. We're going to keep doing that until Matt comes on. Once Bushnell comes on, then we have to just, we have to just trash you guys. That's just the way it is. Right. Let's also
2: address
0: Melvin's comment. Melvin, yeah, Melvin. (laughs) Cesar Prieto, Cesar Prieto, love the kid, love the Cubans. But one thing you have to realize is. The Yankees have an allergic reaction to Cuban man, players. <laughs> they, they just, yeah. If it's not El Duque, they hate Cubans. I don't yeah. know what it is. They're never in on any of the Cubans. They were in on, on Chapman. He ended up going to the Rays. They traded for him. He shoots at his wife. I, he just doesn't like Cubans, man.
2: <laughs> Reds. But, yeah, I mean, Chapman was a trade. And the only reason, by the way, that Cashman did that trade was because it was a blatant ripoff. Of like, course. Like trades.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, yeah no, you didn't.
2: We won't sign a free agent Cuban. Yeah. It's just not going to happen. And when it does eventually, you know, fine. But until it happens, yeah. uh,
0: it's just. I, really I purposely didn't happen. mention Jose Contreras in that mess. Yeah,
2: that's that's the reason. I'm pretty. Confi- yeah. I'm pretty sure.
0: Contreras wow. reminded me of Michael Pineda. Guy had all the talent in the world, had such a ceiling, and just couldn't put it together.
2: Until yeah. they won a World Series in relief with the Phillies. Uh, the White uh, White Sox.
0: Yeah, so let's let's keep on with these power rankings so we can laugh so, at them.
2: So yeah, so Twins we both decide we're gonna blow into the sun. Uh, White Sox we moved up. The AS we moved up. Mets come after that at eight. Um, yeah. I, I don't know where I am with the Mets yet. It, look, the, Met, the Mets haven't done anything really right. yet. Signed McCann, which is fine. I mean, that's not a, a. We talked about it. I think it's too much money. It's not a bad signing though, roster wise. Um, but the Mets are the boogeyman this winter, and like I've said all winter, they're not going to do <laughs> like a major dramatic thing. I don't think. Maybe Springer, still not signed. By the way, we're well past New Year's. Yeah. Um, Springer hasn't happened yet. is not going to happen. Bauer hasn't happened. None of these big things have happened. If that happens, great. I'll move them up. But for now, um, yeah, I,
0: I can't keep. I can't happening. put the Mets that high. I think I, I'd still probably put them in in my top ten.
2: Yeah, I would put the Rays over the Mets even right now. I, think. I
0: would put I would jump the Rays two spots. I would move the Mets down. I would not have the Blue Jays in the top 10.
2: I wouldn't either. I think that's silly. I think the Blue Jays are a classic example of sample size last year. Yeah. They made the playoffs as an eight seed, barely over 560 games. But if you had that season over 162, I think the Jays are like 10 games
0: under. I'd put the Indians over the Jays. I'd put the Cardinals in over the Jays. Yeah, I, I wouldn't put the Jays in the top 10.
2: Yeah, weird. No Cardinals, no Indians, no Astros, which Who? is a little surprising. Mm, fuck them. <laughs> I'd put the Astros over the Blue Jays, though. Yeah. And then, uh, um,
0: uh, I wouldn't.
2: No? Mm-hmm. I, Astros still uh, – still
0: I, I like – the, the Blue Jays showed, showed enough. The Blue Jays showed enough, and I think with all the chatter about them being as aggressive as we thought the Mets would be, it's promising, but, you know, we'll see.
2: By the way, good goodbye not just to the Cubs' World Series window, but after this season, goodbye to the Astros' World Series window. And I'll, be, I'll feel free to add checkpoints throughout the season to remind people. Of
0: this. Look, before COVID, I said my bold prediction was the Astros weren't even going to make the playoffs. And I also said Jose Altuve would have his worst statistical career year, which he actually did. But, of course, everyone points to COVID and said it was an abbreviated
2: season, whatever, whatever. But,
0: you know, COVID allows a lot of bullshit excuses for a lot of players and teams of so fans, you know.
2: So. Yeah. Which, by the way, uh, we also see this feature. The Yankees are now somehow again tied for the oldest team in the majors. Which Yeah, how did that happen? They rebuilt three years ago, and they're already the oldest team in the majors. Yeah, I don't How Gardner's did the hell... retired, and Gardner's not on the roster. So wait until well, Gardner comes back again.
0: I, I think – I, yes, I'm still in jail, Melvin. Fuck you. <laughs> I'm still in Facebook jail. you
2: got a long
0: bit. Yeah, I got like another 15 days or so. Um, it's crazy because even though the Yankees are tied for the oldest team, the oldest team is 30 years, 30.7 30. years. So yeah. that just shows you how much young talent is in this game right now. So 30, yeah. the oldest team in baseball, which is the Mariners and the Yankees, Average a year thirty thirty years and point seven. That, that's thirty or seven months. That's just absurd. That all this young talent that's in this game—it's exciting as hell. Yeah, and uh, all of uh, them are mainly on the Braves, Padres, and White Sox. <laughs>
2: yeah, right. And all the Cuban ones exclusively on the White Sox.
0: Absolutely. Yeah, I'm um, just waiting for them to just adopt the Cuban nickname, yo. They sh- just like not- the Chicago Cubanos, and then your logo could be like a Cuban sandwich with the pickles, and you know. I. They have
2: to start. With- using that as a marketing tool right yeah,
0: i'm yeah. sure dude you gotta have a fucking uh, cubano sandwich day come on there's so many things you could it's, do with a shitload of cubans on your team marketing wise
2: it's absurd at this point i've never seen a team with that many cuban players go bring Ozzy
0: Gian back in some capacity damn it i mean
2: yeah uh youngest in case you're wondering diamondbacks twins astros brewers there isn't much sexy about the youngest teams in my mind Outside of the Twins, I
0: mean, the Twins are a good team. There's just – I have no confidence in the Twins until they actually do something.
2: Yeah, like literally win one playoff game and I Mm -hmm. might have a stronger opinion. Not
0: even – look, the bar is set so low. We're not even asking for a playoff series. Just get a playoff win.
2: Yeah. Yeah, like, like one win. That's all. Oh, Ricky, Ricky
0: says they do have Cuban sandwiches at the park. Right, I like that. Spark.
2: I want like an entire Cuban section.
0: Yeah, I, I, dude, I want a promotion. I just want like little squeaky toy Cuban sandwiches.
2: Yeah, socialism night. That would be perfect. Oof.
0: Yeah. Don't go down that rabbit hole.
2: State of Illinois.
0: Don't uh, go down that rabbit hole, please. So- Not while everyone's asking for $2,000 checks right now. <laughs>
2: So, um, so those are the power rankings. I mean, not too much wrong with them, but definitely I think the Yankees are, are too high. Um, and I think that the Rays are too low and the Mets are too high. That's probably the three things and the Blue Jays shouldn't be on them at all. Those are, those are the four takeaways. Um, now we've got some, some free agent tracker. DJ LeMayhew still unsigned, still being thrown.
0: Wait, 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 wait. wait. Speaking of free agents. Speaking of... I, so my son, as you guys know, is 18. He'll be 19 later this month. He'll be leaving in college in a couple of weeks. So there there are moments that happen that he reminds me of how young he is. And yesterday was one of those moments. He's spending the weekend with his girlfriend or the week. So he's up in Albany right now because he yeah. goes to Albany But my son. <laughs> so he calls me and he goes, hey, guess what happened? I said, what happened? This is like a total modern day 18-year-old thing. He says... I made a post on Instagram and I tagged Didi and Didi viewed my story. Holy crap! I'm like, that's it. He's like, yeah, Didi viewed my story. Didi viewed my story. (laughs) So, shout out to Didi for just looking at my son's story.
2: Yeah, great. Hopefully, that's (laughs) the closest connection he has to the Yankees this winter. But yeah, that's funny. Um, DJ Lemayhew, loosely correlated to DJ. I mean, to Didi. Didi. Um, he is still unsigned. There's still the uh, the threats that the Dodgers, Mets, and I think Blue Jays are the three teams interested in him. Uh, same same story with EJ in my mind. It's interesting though. So he's asking for 125. Springer's asking for 175. Riomuto is asking for 200 plus. That was last we heard on all three of them. Bowers asking
0: for a you times three. Five.
2: Yeah, Bowers asking for 40 a year, at least five years. Yeah. So all Walk of them. are times four. four. In this winter Because in the beginning of the offseason I would have said And I did say this DJ I would top out at 96 million You could split that into 4 or 5 years I don't really care I
0: said said 480 if you remember
2: Right yeah that was the prediction Highest I'd go is 96 million He's asking 125 at the beginning of the winter Apparently the Yankees I think Are willing to go up to 100 or whatever Uh, I've seen varying reports as to where They're at if but the Yankees
0: it, go to a hundred and he doesn't re-sign, I don't think Cashman has to ha- has to hang his head on anything.
2: No, and, and the Yan- This is the thing about Cashman, at least to his credit, because I've been very harsh on him this entire winter so far. Uh, he always has plans B and C. So if we don't if they don't sign DJ, they're going to sign like an Anderson Simmons type, and then they're going to use that money to bring back like a Tanaka and something I mean,
0: else. You had look, you have like I said, going back to Didi, you had Didi blatantly saying. I'm not doing anything until d J. LeMay makes his decision because I want to go back to the Yankees, basically
2: yes, so my I thought, don't think it'll happen, but I think d j is going to come back to the Yankees. I think he's going to come back at cashman's price because this is just how the winter's going, and the Blue Jays and Mets and Dodgers can talk all they want about interest until they actually make a contract offer. It means absolutely nothing, yeah doesn't mean anything more than the Yankees saying they have interest, which they have. The difference we, is that he wants to go back to the Yankees, that I believe. He is yeah. from the Yankees most recently, and the Yankees at least have offered a ballpark number, whereas those teams have not.
0: He's maximizing on his you know, potential contract. This is the only long-term contract he's going to see. So every dollar he gets now will be what he gets, and that's that. So I don't blame yeah. him. He also, it's very rare that the Yankees don't have leverage in negotiations. This is one of those times where they have no leverage. The fans love DJ. he He's the most consistent and the best hitter you have. Probably right. player, period. Forget hitter. Fans Forget- want him badly and they yeah. get him leverage. The fans are drooling for this guy to come back. He's a fan favorite. He's that blue collar guy that just fans are always drawn to. He's says all the right things, does all the right things. He's perfect look for the Yankee. He's the perfect Yankee. Yeah.
2: And leverage, though, is just every other team. Yeah,
0: I, yeah, I right get right it. Right so off. another thing in DJ's favor is that there's not a lot of movement in the free agency. So he doesn't have to make that decision now. He doesn't have to feel that pressure. He can just sit back and let the contracts come in and let the domino start to fall one by one. Because right now, hitter-wise, He's probably the hottest commodity on the free agent market. Yeah. Overall, it's JT, but hottest hitter, it's got to be DJ.
2: The first and probably only time I would panic about this entire standoff is once Michael Brantley signs elsewhere. Mm-hmm. When Michael Brantley signs elsewhere, if DJ's still out there, or and Simmons, if they both sign elsewhere.
0: Simmons is the guy that I think is key because I think he is plan B, C, and D.
2: Yeah. Um, I don't buy into a Lindor trade no. because then you're giving up prospects and you're still paying basically million. within 5 or $10 million probably what DJ's asking for. Mm-hmm. So that makes sense. Uh, he is younger, but you're also going to have to pay $200, $300 million next year. I'm also not
0: buying, I'm also not buying Glaber staying at short, even though they said it's a possibility. There's zero yeah, possibility.
2: I don't buy that either. Now here's one more interesting Yankee rumor. Yasiel Puig, according to Mark Feinstein. Yeah. Oh, interest. The only reason I find this so interesting is that Yasiel Puig might as well be Clint Frazier in my mind. Um, and if you have interest in Puig, because he's not going to platoon with Frazier. Yes, he is. No. There's no... They're two right-handed guys with the same hitting profile. If you're not going... If you are interested in Puig, that to me means at least there's a small window chance Clint Frazier is available on a trade, probably no. for a pitcher. I,
0: I, think Clint, I think Clint Frazier is the starting left fielder. I think Puig is more of a gardener backup than anything.
2: It just doesn't make sense. They could, they'd way rather, in my mind, bring. Puig back- is,
0: for the re- just for the record, Puig has been a platoon guy for the last two years.
2: It's not the platoon guy that's the issue with me. It's that he's a right-handed, same profile. I, as I
0: get it. He's a, he's Frazier. the same type of hitter, but yeah. I'd rather have Frazier and pay the five hundred thousand dollars than go get Puig.
2: Yeah, for sure. I'm not lobbying to get rid of Fraser and have him replaced with Puig or even for them to platoon. I'm just saying if you're interested in Puig, there's a chance that maybe you're trading Fraser for something bigger, yeah. which would not surprise me only because of how this winter is. Say if you're putting Fraser and Voigt, now this will never happen, but it is my dream, obviously. You put Fraser and Voigt in a trade for Luis Castillo, uh, add in a couple more prospects there,
0: you know who you, you know who I you know who I feel bad about? There's a very lethal bat in a Yankee uniform with no place to play.
2: And Yep. He would replace Voigt in my fantasy. He,
0: he literally
2: at first. I,
0: I know everyone wants he to trade him. Everyone yeah. wants to trade him. That is a bat I do not want to trade. If you
2: have DJ come back and you play And Duhart every day, he has to have a position, but you play yep. him every day. That lineup is instantly better. Yep. Uh, because Andujar is part of the solution for the Yankees' offense. He's not part of the problem. He makes good contact and line he's to
0: line. Game. He's a line to line hitter, and, and I love the kind of, of
2: that. guy. So I'm completely fine keeping Andujar. Uh, I don't think his trade values would be high enough to net anything worth trading him for. No. But they have to find a spot. So in my mind, they're either going to have to trade something or just think that with this new medical staff, they're still going to have 25 injuries every year.
0: Yeah, so, I I would love to keep him on this team. That's the guy that we trade. He's going to go be a star.
2: Right. Yeah, he'll definitely come back to curtain. Uh Rob reporting that the Blue Jays have made an aggressive five-year offer to Springer, uh, and it's not 150 million. So
0: this is, you know what?
2: Stop.
0: Fuck George Springer because I made a nice prediction, and the money was there for him to make my prediction whole. I predicted he signed by Christmas. He got a great offer from the Mets with the rumor. We know you're going to the Mets. We know you're taking a five year deal. Five for 125 is already overpaying for you. The motherfucker's looking for 175. Stop it, bro. Just yeah. stop.
2: Well, if the rumor's true, the Jays are probably right in that five, 125 range, too.
0: I, I had him at five, 125. Nobody's signing long term big deals yet
2: yeah nobody so i don't
0: i don't and he's not even the big fish so
2: i will take the over on valentine's day for bauer dj it won't go as far as springer bauer and dj will not sign before february 14th i don't know
0: anymore who the fuck knows anymore
2: springer may do this dance for a while but uh i
0: want to see i want to see i just can't wait for real moto's egg
2: on his face yeah, oh, well, he's not going to go. He's a Boris guy too, right? Listen to me.
0: Egg on his face, wherever he's going. his Like I said, the Mets did him dirty, and his market just took a shit. Yeah. I don't see him signing a, a $200 million deal. I may not see him signing a 150 deal at this point. Yeah,
2: those three. Those three will not sign by February 14th. Springer maybe by the end of the month, but those three guys will not sign before Valentine's Day. I'll say that right now. Marlins signed Sandy Leone. Good for them. Very Marlins move. Very. Um, but I mean, this winter is going to move very slowly. We're going to have March signings. Other announcements hey,
0: kind of just into- to show you, we're talking big fish and Sandy Leone signing a free agent deal. That just that yeah. <laughs> that's the temperature of the of the MLB free agent uh, that um, yeah. going right now.
2: Uh, it, it's 2018 all over again, except okay. instead of one JD Martinez, there's like five of them. <laughs> so
0: also, um, there's no collusion.
2: Right. Yeah. Right. Exactly. It, it's a glacial movement, uh, it's a glacier movement. We're not, we're going to see some big signings in March now, MLB announced that they, uh, they're planning on starting on time. I have my, my thoughts on this. I think it's a pretty big topic. I can't see, I, I legally, from what I understand it's, it's to the player's advantage because since all the other sports are starting on time, MLB uh, front, office, MLB commissioner's office doesn't have a leg to stand on to delay the season, but owners yep. want to do that because they want to save money because the vaccination is not widespread yet. So right. They can't have fans yet, so this is going to be very interesting over the next couple of months.
0: I think, uh, I think this is MLB setting up Tony Clark for failure in the discussions later on. Yeah, MLB is smarter than Tony Clark. Tony Clark has not been good and i think they're doing this amicably it's nice it's going to get nasty and it's going to get nasty fast and it's going to be way more than tony clark can handle he's already shown that he'll he'll blink in a game of chicken
2: yeah and here's the thing too that i don't think people are taking into account and look money wise it's in the player's best interest to play 162 games starting on time though and playing 162 games realistically You're going to have a lot of injuries, a lot of injuries this season if you try and play a full season. And I don't know what they're going to do about roster sizes and stuff like that, but you just played a 60-game season, and now you're asking to triple that, basically.
0: Yeah.
2: Pitchers and everything else, I know that they're pitching less and less. They don't need necessarily a 200-inning workload anymore. But if you're not going to ramp up between 60 and 160 this season, and then in the next CBA, you know, worry about that when it happens. I think it's asking for a disaster. And I know players don't really have an option except to argue for 162, but it's going to be ugly.
0: If I'm MLB Players Association, I am asking for a one to two year extension on a current deal. And I'm not negotiating anything for another couple seasons to see the revenues go up. You need the revenues to go up to have that leverage that the players need. Yeah. That's what I would do. I would I would say, hey, let's keep everything as is. We'll tweak some things here and there, the DH, whatever, you know, we'll tweak a few things here and there. The seven inning double header game, which I really love. We'll tweak a few things, but the meat and potatoes of our agreement, drug testing, revenue sharing, all those things, let's push back two years. That's the best play for the players association.
2: Yeah, I, I agree. And I think it's the best thing for the sport, which usually what the players want is the best thing for the sport. But, um, yeah, I, I mean, you're just we've, – we've covered this before. You just had a 60-game COVID-shortened season. This season, I just don't see being 162, no matter what they say. You're facing a very, very ugly CBA battle next winter yeah. with a – perfectly valid chance of not having a 2022 season. And if you do having a very compromised 2022 season, you're talking three years of this sport getting crippled. It's in their best interest to recover a little bit, get some good graces back and get things a little bit back to normal and moving and kicking this can down the road a little bit. Yeah. Um, I completely agree. I mean, you, you have to get through 2022 and maybe 2023 in my mind before you can seriously negotiate a CBA, this is—I've I mean, never seen players like this. They are, for the first time, very angry, and they're angry because they got screwed six ways to Sunday by Rob Manford in 2016. Absolutely. So,
0: and yeah. and and 2020.
2: Right, I, but as a some of that is a result of the last CBA was just so bad, and yes. they're so angry, and it's so resentful, and then 2020 2020 happens, makes it even worse. 2021 is going to make it even worse than that. It's just there's too many bad... It's not going to be good faith negotiating. I
0: have uh, have a bold prediction. Yes. Donald Trump surpassed Tony Clark as player president. That'd be amazing. (laughs) (laughs) You want to see instant marketing? There it is right there. Let the players association be headed up by Donald Trump.
2: That would be something. Uh, maybe you can figure out where the Blue Jays will play. That would
0: be fantastic.
2: Which, which these are the other variables, by the way, as to why the season. We don't know what the Blue Jays are going to play again. Yeah. Uh, Canada is still not open to the U.S. Spring training sites might be.
0: Where the California team is going to play.
2: Yeah, that too. Uh, spring training could be okay because Arizona and Florida yeah. will be fine, you know, as far as their rules go. Yeah,
0: their governors don't give a shit.
2: Fine is in the eye of the beholder, but they're fine in that they're not going to restrict people from playing there. Um, but, yeah, I mean, there's, there's a lot of things. The timeline of the whole entire thing, again, like you said, double-headers. Are we have a lot of those again? Are they be seven-inning double-headers? If you're doing 160-game season, there's a certain amount of off days you need for a season that long. It just – there's a lot of variables here. I don't see it starting on time, even though they said they that it will. And I kind of like your theory that they're doing that basically to – Screw Tony Clark in the end. Um, and you know
0: what I 10%. what I find interesting too, because you know how we always shit on the stupid fans that uh, will always take the billionaire side, you know, and, and call yeah. the players greedy. I've seen a lot of fans, a lot of talk on Twitter about you know the everyday fan being upset if Major League Baseball players have access to testing um, before they do. Yeah, and I can see that as as a really bad marketing blow up happening. Right. Because, uh, you know, if, if these guys are already seen as pampered and, and pompous, and now you're saying, oh, you know, here's this vaccine um, before, you know, their everyday working, man, that, that's not going to fly over well.
2: I can't see opening day before May. I really can't. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll see. Uh, you know, maybe they start. Maybe there's all sorts of stuff they agree to, but we barely got a 60-game season. Rob,
0: May. Rob, how are you feeling after your vaccine?
2: I'm yeah, good, actually. Off. I can't complain.
1: Um, I felt a little bit like, um, like achy. It, mm-hmm. It's almost like when every year when I take the flu shot, um, the very next day I feel kind of like, like off. But then the next day I'm, I was pretty good. Wanted to give
0: you a and you're good.
1: Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> you, you're good otherwise,
0: no side effects, no
1: nothing. I got my other, uh, my second shot on the, at the end of this month. So okay,
2: yeah, good. let's see what happens there. Well, we are now the healthiest podcast here in the life. Yeah, we've got one vaccine down. Um, Robert, are they all two part?
1: (laughs) I'm sorry.
2: Are they all two part vaccines right now? Um,
1: what do you mean by two part? Because I multiple shots. Multiple shots?
2: Yes, yes. Um,
1: before I think they're giving the some people they're giving the Pfizer shots. I got the Moderna shot, so I'm getting. Uh, it's gonna for the uh, Pfizer shot is there, is about three weeks. Moderna is about is close to a month. I, I, I'm gonna get my second shot will be a booster shot, so that's yeah. when it's gonna really show that if if if, uh, if uh, my body's immune to the virus. So. No. that's the one that I'm looking forward to the most. So I,
0: I agree for nothing more but capitalistic reasons. You guys should all get the Moderna shot because I own a shitload of stock in them. So That's the one you need to go get
1: <laughs> you and I both. I got a plenty of stock with them too. And Pfizer. So I'm doing pretty good. Um,
2: good. Well, good. Glad everything's working out. Uh, want to keep us posted with the second one. Um, So, yeah, I mean, we're in for a long winter. It might be another month or two before we start seeing some sexy moves. But the Padres' trades were a nice little surprise there in the front end of this winter.
0: And and we also, like you said, that could be the precursor to how things are going to go with trades more than just spending a lot of money. Maybe people say, you know what, we'll, yeah, they'll take the hit on the finances years down the road when they have to pay certain guys as opposed to, you know, paying them now. Right.
2: Um, Brad Hand on the Mets radar makes sense. Adam Duvall, Marlins radar again makes perfect sense. Liam Hendricks visiting the Jays camp. Uh,
0: I have I have both Brad Hand and Liam Hendricks signing with Anaheim.
2: That, that'd be nice. We'll see.
0: Um, I have faith in them. I have faith that this is the off season that they finally actually get what they need.
2: So Marlins and Orioles have interest in Puig as well. I definitely see Puig going to the Orioles. I don't know why. It just he seems very much like he would go to the Orioles. Yeah. And uh I don't I see the Angels may very well sign some relievers what they're never going to sign is the front end starter. starting pitches,
0: of course.
2: So <laughs> So yeah, so we'll see how all that goes. So those are your hot stove rumors. Um couple more announcements here before we wrap up. One is that Phil Negro passed away. Yeah. Phil Negro's the first ever knuckleballer that I ever heard of in my life. So Rick, to him. Uh, he has a brother, correct? Negro brother, yeah. Rob, I believe, I believe he's still alive. But yeah, Phil, Phil Negro also pitched for like 27 years or something absurd. Um, I
0: mean, the knuckleball of them, them, dudes last forever.
2: Yeah, forever and ever. Uh, so yeah, so he passed away. So rest in peace to him. Bianca Smith, the first ever – this was driving me a little crazy because – with the Giants, the Yankees, I think like another team, and now this, every time I see the headline, it's historic female hired to major league franchise. And I'm just like, how can it be historic every single time? But in this case, I think it is because I think she's a minor league manager with the Red Sox. So
0: yeah. kudos to her, man. That's a good, that's a good, good kudos to Sox. the Red Sox. So, and yeah.
2: Good for her. Um, the Red Sox hiring an African American female to be a manager is like. Maybe the greatest thing that franchise has ever done in the way of race relations. Yeah, yeah.
0: that that franchise is notoriously racist. I don't give a yeah. shit what anybody says.
2: It's, yeah, I, it, like not even trying to hide it. Sometimes they um, even
0: traded yeah. Babe Roof because people thought Babe Roof was black.
2: <laughs> to integrate, so this was a really <laughs> nice. Um, this was a really nice thing that that they've yeah. done. Not like it was a pity thing at all, but for viewers. Mm-hmm.
1: From what um, the article said, um, she's in charge of uh, infield progress of, um, of the Miners. So nice. She's like an
2: infield mm-hmm. coach for
0: a – She's um, actually on the diamond. I love it. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Joe Negro Phil's brother up, you point out, passed away in 2006. Yeah,
0: you're, so you're playing the walking road. dead with with Negro people here.
2: Yeah, so no more Negroes, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, Anyway, yeah. So you have there,
0: to be I, real careful. You have to be real careful you say I, that. You know, I just
2: covered the Bianca Smith story, and then I'm giving this update, and I'm just sweating bullets that I'm
0: seeing every You have video Bro, you have to enunciate that so perfectly. <laughs> the white guy from Florida saying, "No more negroes." <laughs> As a broadcast
2: journalism major, all I had in my head the entire time I'm saying that is like I've seen so many news bloopers where that gets screwed up by a white guy. Oh man, that will not be a statistic. No
0: uh, more negroes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're all gone. No pretty oh, bloopers. <laughs> <laughs>
2: so uh, I'm oh, gonna get go recorded later. <laughs> well yeah, well I don't want to lose my job here. Um one other baseball life update I think. I, I was a little lost in all of this. Did we vote on Hall of Because <laughs> I think that I think baseball life only agreed to Kurt Schilling being voted into this Hall of Fame. But I'm a little confused because Derek Jeter was on that ballot and he's already in the Hall of Fame, so I don't really know what was
0: going on there. But, uh, I don't remember. I saw Melvin mention it in the comments, but I wasn't sure what he meant.
2: Yeah, but uh, anyway, I, I think that Curt Schilling should go in the Hall of Fame for what it's worth.
0: Fuck Curt Schilling. He should wait. <laughs> Michael had to wait it. three, four times. He should wait. You can make work? him register as a Democrat first, then <laughs> let him into the Hall of Fame.
2: Pet peeve of mine, it goes against everything I believe in personally, but not from an analytic standpoint. Um, Schilling I think belongs in And Andy Pettit I don't think belongs in And then whenever I say that people are always like Well they were both great postseason pitchers And am just like, like But have you really looked at their stats Because Kurt Schilling was like twice as good As Andy Pettit in the playoffs I,
0: I think if you let one in you let the other I will however say In a big game Kurt Schilling was probably more money than Andy Pettit Andy Pettit was consistent Schilling was I'm dominant
2: and one thing to pitted defense is he had games like game six of the 2001 World Series where he was tipping his pitches and gave up like 10 runs yeah. that really skew his. Of course. Scary. He had a few, a few, very, very few clunkers, but he had them. Kurt Schilling never really had like a clunker.
0: You know what it is? Kurt Schilling has a couple of big moments on the grand right. stage, and the Bloody Sock just kind of throws it over the top. People like Mystique, people like Lore, and the Bloody Socks gives you that, even if it was catch well, up.
2: He's an MVP. He won the Diamondbacks' their only World Series. He broke the curse with the Red Sox. So I mean, he's done very high yeah, level. But,
0: but those are that things that aren't
2: titles. So those
0: aren't quantifiable stats. And I I kind of get where people you know
2: I get it. But that's my point. Is if you look at their stats, Schilling runs laps around Pettit, yeah. <laughs> and everyone wants to say they're like neck and neck, and they're not.
0: If you want, if you if want, want my opinion, I wouldn't put either in, but I'd be more okay with Schilling going in.
2: Yeah. Uh, that's fair. I would settle for that. I don't. I'm not heartbroken if Schilling doesn't get in. I just think Correct. that's the line that I would draw personally. If I was a Hall of Fame voter, Schilling would be on one side, and it would be. up
0: yeah, I think if side. if I was more opposed to, to Schilling being in, it would have to be because he's an asshole more than it has yeah. to do with his playing career.
2: Now, much like I felt about Mike Mussina, who did finally get in, I feel the same way about CC Sabathia. I think CC Sabathia should be in the Hall of Fame. I didn't feel this way when he earlier on in his career. I know his stats in some ways don't translate but I think given the era given his career given what he's done I do think he should be a Hall of Famer.
0: I disagree I think CC stats absolutely translate in fact I think CC would kind of with the 250 kind of starts to get rid of these antiquated stats like wins you know you, you just kind of start little by little lowering that bar um in terms of those stats that they leaned on like wins But CC, I think CC's the epitome of a Hall of Famer. Um,
2: The strikeouts and the wins alone put him right into that conversation. And then when you now get to kind of quantify his career, uh, I think, yeah, I I think he should be in on his first – I think he should be a first ballot.
0: I agree. And I'll never forget when –
2: I didn't think he was a Hall of Famer. Now I think he's a first ballot.
0: I'll never forget when he was one inning shy of getting a bonus – yeah. And he had to defend his players, and he hit the guy knowing he'd get tossed because both benches were worn, and he got ejected, and that was his final start of the year, and he missed the bonus. I think it was like 50 grand or something like that.
2: It was 100.
0: It it, it was a big number, and the yeah. Yankees still gave it to him. Yeah. He was like, fuck, yeah, we're giving you that. By the way, his documentary on HBO Max, I believe, I yeah. fantastic. We could we should do a show on that.
2: Yeah, I want to watch it and have HBO Max, so I'll steal it eventually. Fantastic. But, uh, yeah, I do want to watch that. Um, Sugano, the last guy, is in that winter. Then we'll wrap up here. Uh, he is the Asian import flavor of the week. Has to make his what? decision, I think, in the next three days.
0: Come on, Vince. Why explain that first name for me? Come on.
2: Yeah, right. Tomoiki. Totally, Tomoiki. Yeah, That's totally not it. bad. Sugano. I watched him pitch in the World Baseball Classic last time that existed. I thought he was pretty good, but he's also 31. Um...
0: Obviously, did he not, did he not really. play in the KBO?
2: Mm, I don't know. That's oh. a good question. He was on Team Japan, though, yep. in the last World Baseball Classic. And I remember him shutting down the U.S. at least once. Um, but anyway, he's still out there, and he has to make his decision, oh. I think, in like the next few days. So he's going somewhere. That Sorry, all
0: you, have, you, you said World Baseball Classic. My wheels are turning yeah. Out of the country tournament to get baseball fans back into baseball.
2: Yeah. No, too good. Too good to yeah. happen. Won't happen. Not yeah. going to happen.
0: Too good. I'm sorry. You were talking about Sagano and his deadline to make a decision.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, So we'll see. Uh, that yeah. won't be the Yankees and it won't be the Cubs and yeah. it won't be the Rays. It'll it be, it won't be the Mets. Be the teams we've mentioned. Mets is a good guess.
0: It'll be the Mets.
2: That is a very Metsy move for this winter. They're going to go after that second to third tier. Mm -hmm. And look, I've said this multiple times, and I think that people take it as a slight. It's not a slight. I think it's a smart move for the Mets in the long run. I think that uh, McCann was overpaid, but I do think not going because you have money and you might be one of like three teams willing to spend this winter, not going after Bauer and Springer and Riomuto is the smart move.
0: You don't need...
2: that if you're the
0: Mets. This is why I like Sugano in the Mets. It has everything to do with off the field stuff as much as it has to do with on the field stuff. You bring a a, a big time pitcher in Japan over. Steve Cohen is no idiot. Steve Cohen knows when you bring that, you bring that Japanese media, which is huge. Yankees have seen it with Tanaka, with Nomo, you name it, and that media market is huge. It brings dollars. They buy suites. They spend advertising dollars. You have a Japanese player on your team who's big in Japan. That means a lot of fucking money. Steve Cohen is a smart guy. I would say the Mets would be all in on Sagano. He's going to sign with the Mets. They're going to make a shitload of money off him, and he'll fill a need in their rotation.
2: Yeah, he'll slot into that rotation just fine, too. Um, so that'd be a great signing for the Mets. They have had interest. This isn't just being pulled out of thin air, so we'll see how it goes. Speaking of
0: Japanese pitchers, Tanaka, Yankees or nothing?
2: So Tanaka's camp says that's not the case. Now, obviously, they have to say that. You don't want to just be like, yeah, I'll only go to the Yankees, and the Yankees be like, here's $8 million. Yeah. Um, But that said, I I do think it's true, though. Uh, I can't see him pitching for another major league team. And honestly, as much as I didn't want him back in the winter, knowing all that I know now about how the direction of this offseason is going to go, knowing that the Yankees are going to reset the cap, even though I didn't want them to, he makes perfect sense to come back to the Yankees.
0: Of course he does.
2: I have maintained what the Yankees need to be a legitimate World Series contender in my mind is two starters. They need one who kind of slots in that three through five, and they need another front end to go with Cole. Yankees are probably going to think Severino could be the front end. I think he comes back as a reliever and solves one of those problems. Um, So Tanaka fits the scheme perfectly well. Maybe Corey Kluber's that other guy, or more realistically, they're going to go with Herman and, and Severino, and yeah. they, they equal the other piece. Um, and then you're talking Cole, Herman slash Severino, because he's not coming back to like June. Severino isn't, and, uh, and then you've got Tanaka, Montgomery, and then I, the for me,
0: match, and me, for me, Severino's out all season.
2: Yeah, I'm not relying. That's why I said if he comes back, because you're talking June before he's going to be worked up enough to come back in my mind. If he comes back, these things usually tend to linger. He's yeah. probably going to camp for like a month. You're talking July. Come back as a reliever.
0: So my my problem with that is those guys need repetitiveness to get everything back, and I don't know that the workload in back to back days is that, and getting warmed up in a short stretch. I don't know how he well, would do it. I don't that- like the. I, I don't hate well, the idea. I-
2: uh-huh. You know, April is the 12-month mark. I yeah. give the two-month grace period when they start like throwing off flat mound, throwing from 60 feet, and all that. That's the next two months, and then he's going to get into games and stuff like that. Um, it's easier to ramp up as a reliever than it is to a starter. He has prior reliever experience. He's going to have. He, he's not going to get his innings workload in anyway as a starter. Mm-hmm. He's not going to have enough time. And. The Yankees have a thin bullpen in my mind. Not even like they don't have one of the deeper ones. At this point, it's thin. You have Chapman, who I just don't like, even though he's a solid closer. Britain is great. Green is okay for a middle reliever.
0: I think Green is more than okay.
2: Good. good no, I, guy green, green
0: would be a, a closer on most teams.
2: Well, he's fine. He's part of the solution. Yeah. You know, the Yankees have three really good relievers in the regular season. Um, but then after that, Canley's gone. ottavino has been a mess, like a total mess mm-hmm. since August of 2019. Um, it, you don't have anyone super reliable after that. So Luis Sessa's great as for what he is, which is a, like a long in, yeah. back of the bullpen. So you need one or two more relievers. I'd rather Severino fill that slot. It's got a higher probability of success. I'd rather bring back Tanaka, try and make it work with the guys that are left in that rotation. Obviously, I'd love a second starter and a second reliever. I just don't think it's going to happen if they bring back DJ. So,
0: Yeah, it won't be any of the big names out there. It'll be a trade for a guy that we don't know much about, and then we're like, holy shit, we love this guy.
2: Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Uh and I haven't given up on the trade market either. I do think that there's a little bit of smoke around that as far as the Yankees go. I think Cashman's working some stuff. So we'll see. Um but anyway, so we'll see. We'll be back again two weeks. The MLB has not dictated that we need to come back more often than that yet. <laughs> so, not
0: yet. We we know you guys want it, but yeah. you know, we're we're gonna come back on Martin Luther King Day with that the eighteenth, so
2: Yeah. Uh um, we'll have- so we'll Hopefully they'll give
0: us something to give, you know, to talk about.
2: I think, well, like I said, I think Sigano will sign. Maybe get one other thing out of that. Uh, maybe get some updates for 2021.
0: And 10 that months. or we'll just have something really big happen, like in two days, and then we'll wait a week and a half to talk about it.
2: Yeah. Well, maybe well, yeah, Walter, we'll a chance for a special exception, depending on how big things happen. Exactly. <laughs> um, but we'll let you you know you know ahead of time. Either way, two weeks from now, we'll be back Monday, 7 p.m. Eastern time.
0: Podcast we'll off- schedule.
2: Yes, the Audible tomorrow, 7 p.m. Eastern Time. We are headed in the NFL playoffs. So if you're not in football, oh, you join now. Um, my Giants didn't make it. I am okay with that, And uh, and then we also have Step Back on Wednesday. So you guys are loaded up for things this week.
0: And the NBA basketball. Yeah, the league has been crazy since the league started early and then very, very exam- um, exciting. So.
2: Yep. Knicks are not terrible yet, so if you're a Knicks fan, feel free to watch basketball for now. Get back to me in February. And uh, and that's it. This has been Donk City. So wait, wait,
0: wait. We have one more. You have the Work Shoot Wrestling on Thursday.
2: Oh, yes. So yeah. Wrestling has a podcast back. It's called the Work Shoot. The
0: Work Shoot Wrestling Podcast. Uh, those guys are on there. We have... WWE fake killing people, but then you have real wrestlers dying this week. So there's a lot going on. Yeah. So if you're not in wrestling life, get in there.
2: Letting setting people on fire in the ring, from what I understand. So that's yeah. Cool. Um, yeah. Good for that. Yeah. So catch catch those guys on Thursdays. They
0: know how to market their brand. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's what, that's what, look. Let's set a sacrificial lamb. Let's just light somebody on the Astros on fire and make them run the bases. I
2: think there you we go. Set Aaron Goon on fire. I think that'd be perfect marketing for you. Even A's. better. Yeah, so um, I'm looking forward to that. Hopefully those guys can arrange it. But uh, yeah, so we've got podcasts podcast for you Monday through Thursday here. We'll be back a couple of weeks, 7 p.m. Eastern time. We'll see you then. Have a good night.
0: Bitty bitches. I don't know how to end this. <laughs>